following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Okay, everyone places. This is the final scene, so let's make this one count. Quiet on set. Places, everybody. Welcome to the Producers. Following podcast is brought to you by The Beard Struggle. The Beard Struggle makes quality beard and grooming products for the modern man who likes to look good while raiding the countryside. Visit their website, thebeardstruggle.com, to scope out their awesome product line and use promo code JAWS20 at checkout to get 20% off your order. The Beard Struggle, because everyone looks better with a beard. Lights, camera, podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of The Producers. I am... Th- who am I on the show? I'm the Wizard of Jaws. That's who I Wizard am. Wizard of Jaws. Oh, man. Come I have so on. many podcast nicknames, it's not even funny. <laughs> the Wizard of Jaws, joined by the quote king, Austin Kelm. Uh, what's up, buddy? Again, I listen, I said this last week, man. You are the Apollo Creed of nicknames, and I feel like if you're starting to forget them, we may have too many. I disagree. I know, I know them all. I just, it, it, you know, I just woke up. The, the first cup of coffee just went down smooth, and I don't know. We're we're getting there, but uh, we are here. This is the Producers, a movie podcast where a couple friends who love talking, quoting movies, talking quote movies, and you guys get to listen to it. So uh, we are doing an interesting one. Uh, this is a movie that ended up with in being a trilogy, and as my friend, the quote king here said right before we started recording, this was one that you don't think it, it, like it, it didn't feel like it was meant to be a trilogy. Right. And then it, expanded it, 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 into it was one. A, right. It was a one-off and they did such a good job and it was so enjoyable and it was so popular. They're like, let's not just make one more. Let's make two more. Right. But again, we, and we've said this many times, there are no new ideas in Hollywood. So it just kind of is what it is, but uh, we are doing meet the parents. Yeah, Ben Stiller, Robert De Niro comedy, and it's just fantastic. I love like everything about this movie, and I thought the, the some of the writing in it is absolutely fantastic. Simply from the last, his last name is Fokker, right? <laughs> like so, it was a way of allowing them to curse like the entire movie without actually cursing, right? Do, do you know what I mean? Like I'm reminded of like when he spikes the volleyball in the his sister in law's face. And like breaks her nose and he yep. goes, Jesus Fokker, it's just a game. Like, do you know what I mean? like, <laughs> like, like we're losing bad right now. Well, maybe a Fokker would play a little defense. Do you know what I mean? Like, like every well, single time it was like, let's keep it PG 13 and it won't be rated R because we're technically saying Fokker and we can say it a, a million times and no one cares. Right. <laughs> it's, it's one of my favorite nuances. And when you think about like the, the, the added nuance to it is, I mean, there are, there are times that, I mean, we, we, I mean, we as a friends group, we call people by their last name regularly, like yep. last names and nicknames. Like, you know, Jaws is a shortened version of my last name. 
you know, our, you know, we have friends, you know, Freddie, his last name is Frederick. So we, sh- that's a shortened version of the life. So it's, and that's a big sports thing, you know, Smith, what are you doing? Johnson, get and over it, here. Like it's totally, it's totally a sports team. Last name thing is hundred percent. You know, I mean, team. rolling through like my current roster in my head, like, you know, my third baseman call him by his last name, my shortstop, a shortened version of his last name. Um, actually, there's quite a few guys I call by their first name on that team. Now that I think about it, but <laughs> like, well, you know what? And really, and not the not the jump from movie to movie, but like, it's his whole family. So, like in the movie, his name is Greg Fokker, but his real name, as you find out in the movie, is actually Gaylord Fokker. Yeah, and like his again, his future brother-in-law is like, wait, 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 wait. So your name is Gay Fokker. <laughs> and then you jump to like meet the Fockers, which are uh, the second movie with Barbara Streisand and Dustin Hoffman. And all of it's like Randy and Orny Fokker and Dom Fokker. And like they all have the most ridiculous names that you could imagine. I, I, I don't know. And they really never explain it. They, they, there's no explanation to why their names are what they are, but the entire family is some variation of like an, an, an insult. Right. With Fokker attached to it. So much so that the MPAA wouldn't allow them to use the name until they found an actual person with that surname. Oh, like, so I they listen, made them do the research, exist, right? That like, it has to exist. The, the last name Fokker had to actually exist or they weren't going to let them use it without like upping the rating. Right. 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 I was, they must've done a good job because they, they found it. They used it for, like we said, three, three movies, and it was just fine. But, I mean, it's like I said, there's the, the subtlety of the writing on this, and they, they took something that's so, like most good movies, it's so relatable because I feel like everyone's nervous to meet your in-laws. Oh, God, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or at the time, honestly, so they're not even in-laws. He was planning on proposing, so he's just meeting her parents, at, you know, meet the parents right. uh, for the first time, and – of course, he's in now. He doesn't know this, but you know, his dad was in the CIA. Robert De Niro was in the CIA for 35 years, and it just hooks him up to a polygraph. And he's a human lie detector, and he's constantly grilling him about anything and everything. And it, it, you know what? It's not already a nerve wracking enough moment in every young man's life, or even young women meeting your, you know, boyfriend's parents. But it's like anything that could go wrong does go wrong. Oh God, yeah, and, 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 and like in his subtle, almost passive aggressive, like oh, he shows up in the rental car. And he says, "Oh, it's a green car," and he goes, "Yeah." And he's like, "Well, they say geniuses choose green." And Benzler's like, "Aha, thank you very much." And he goes, "Well, you didn't pick the color." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's, <laughs> there's no reason to say that, but like he just chops him down for no reason at all. Right, and like, I mean, and De Niro is intimidating as all hell in this movie. Like, there's right. times that he's like a little bit more jovial and. Like, I mean, this is just the the stern future father-in-law of all of our nightmares. Right. Like, and no one was going to be good enough nope. for his Pam. You know what I mean? Nobody was going to be able to live up to that expectation. And like, dude, they play that like, they like people don't know he was a CIA agent, right? Like the family didn't know or something or. No, 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 no. They, the family knew. Okay. But he, he, he didn't know. So Ben Stiller is really the only one who doesn't know that he was in the CIA for X amount of years. And then about halfway through the movie, he gets let into the circle of trust. Air right. That Robert De Niro calls it where now, you know, so you have to keep the secret. Um, but he still thinks that he's a part of the CIA and he's, he's not, he's right. he, was book, he was booking that secret honeymoon for the people getting married, which is why yes. we're all meeting. 
Jack doesn't talk Thai. Oh, Jack talked Thai. <laughs> Jack talked Thai real good. Jack talked Thai really good. And really, you know what? And I know he's done other stuff in comedic roles, but I feel like when when this movie came out, it was like 2003, four. I mean, it was a long time ago. We're going back a hot second here. Why isn't the date not like readily available on this? Oh, 2000. Yeah, 2000. Okay. So yeah. I was uh, bored, depending on when it came out. I was in middle school slash going into high school. Right. But like this movie for me introduced Robert De Niro as not the macho tough guy, but as really a comedic actor. Yes. That even if he's playing serious, the serious stuff is the joke. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, and that's right. And we, we, we all know somebody who can do that really well. We're like, they're completely stern and serious and say something, but it's just really, really funny when they do it. Right. And like, right. It's, it's almost like dry humor. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like he's not saying stuff to get a laugh out of his co-stars or out of the people in the script. He's just saying stuff and nobody else is laughing on screen, but we as the audience is laughing our asses off. Right. Like the, uh, the, the milking thing. Oh, I had no idea you can milk a cat. Oh, you can milk anything, just about anything with nipples. I, I have nipples. Can you can you milk me? Yeah, <laughs> I have. I really and seriously, like like sternly, like piercing his soul with his stare. I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? <laughs> He's just sitting there. I've 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 talked myself into this corner now, and I have no idea what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> you didn't you didn't tell you didn't tell me about your cat milking days from Detroit. <laughs> like he just like shrugs. Like I, your dad's the most intimidating person I've ever met. Right. Life. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Well, like, well, I'll talk to you. I'll be watching you. And if I find out you're trying to corrupt my firstborn child, I will bring you down, baby. I will bring you down to Chinatown. Down to Chinatown, like, yeah. <laughs> like, what, what does that even mean? I, right. Oh, well, it's a old school, nonsensical phrase. It's, and really, again, to add insult to injury, anything that can go wrong, like, does go wrong. Do you mean like, so he pops the cork in the champagne and knocks the urn full of his mother's ashes off the mantle? Well, okay, bad, bad enough as it is. And then the cat squats and defecates in the mother's ashes. Like, <laughs> like, so like the writers are sitting in this room going, what's the worst possible situation that you could have with somebody's ashes? Okay, well, maybe somebody knocks it over and it breaks. Horrible, right? How can we make that worse? What right. if the cat shits in it? Like, you know I mean? like, how do we take this to an 11? Like, and you know, in the, like in the idea room, they're all sitting around. And they're like, "What if the cat takes a shit in it?" And they all stop and look at him and go, "You son of a bitch! I'm in." Like, <laughs> right, right. Or again, like he accidentally flushes the toilet in the den, and the septic tank backs up, and there's shit all over the backyard. And they're supposed to be getting married there the next day. And yep. They're like literally walking through human waste, setting up for the wedding with all these chairs and everything. And he accidentally sets fire to the beautiful hand carved wooden altar that Owen Wilson makes the, the best friend. He's like, Oh yeah, I built this. Like he's like, yeah, I made it out of one solid piece of wood. <laughs> just like it would be a piece of wood. That's the size of like a Yukon. And he whittled it into like four posts <laughs> and he put so much lacquer on it that it's, it got uh, the smallest spark and the whole thing got set ablaze. And then there's like shit everywhere and the backyard's on fire and the cat's missing and she's got a broken nose and it, what can go wrong did in fact go wrong. Dude, I can totally see Voight backwards in your forehead. <laughs> Written on your forehead. <laughs> so, like, that's, I think that's one of my quotable, most quotable lines from this movie. Other than, again, Jack Talk Tie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but also, anytime anybody says anything related to bomb, 
or she was the bomb. Can't say bomb in an airplane. That's why I was saying bomb in an airplane. Bomb, 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 bomb. Like when he's harassing the flight attendant at the end. Memo <laughs> bombardier. Oh my god. The, Norm, like, take a break. Bye, Norm. The human lie detector thing. Is your name Gaylord Fucker? Yes or no? Yes. Are you a male nurse? Yes. Are you a pothead? No. Have you ever smoked pot? Yes. Did you spray paint the tail of a cat to pass him off as Mr. Jinx? Yes. Did you do that to desperate because you were desperately seeking my approval? Yes. Because you love my daughter, Pam? Yes. Do you want to marry her? Do you want to marry her? I mean, I did until I met you. What the hell was that supposed to mean? (laughs) Could you lighten up a lot? And again, really, and it's so funny. It's another one of those movies where I don't think it's, it's not outtakes, but it's, it's like, it was one of my first experiences with a post credit, what, whatever, like, you know, now the MCU universe has made it. Uh, that's an oxymoron adding the U to the end of the universe. Cause the U is already there. The yeah. Marvel universe um, has now added the post credit scenes constantly. Every, you know, it's coming and you wait for it deliberately, but like at the end of this movie, the movie ends in a happy ending, whatever, but then it's all the security can like the nanny cam stuff that the, the father had hit all over the house. And it is him flushing the toilet because he denied it and said, Jinxie, the cat did it. And it turns out it actually was him. So he was lying about it. Right. But my, my favorite line of the whole thing is because they tell him he's a florist. So he shows up with a gift and it's a, it's a potter with dirt in it and the seed. And it's supposed to be this very rare, very famous flower that a regular florist would absolutely love. When he gives it to him, he's like, oh, yeah, the, the tulip of the whatever family. Do you know, it's some scientific, you know, genus, class, yeah. or genus, whatever, that whole thing. <laughs> and he's, he's like talking smack to nobody. He's like winning an argument against nothing. Right. But he's like, oh, oh, what's that? What's that, Jack? Oh, oh you like my gift? What, what, what's it called? Tulip? What was it? Oh, you don't know shit about flowers. Oh. <laughs> like, it's like all the things he wants to say to him, but he's talking to a photograph of him. But the photo, the frame has a camera in it. So he's watching it like after the fact. I'm like, oh, what's that? Oh, too, oh, oh, you don't know shit about flowers. <laughs> it's my favorite part. That like, he's sitting there with Jinxie just going, that's my son-in-law. Like, like this idiot, like this married into the family. This is what we got now. Oh, man. Like it, the best part is they carry the same like goofy, awkward feel into the next movie. In to meet well, the fuckers. Well, right. Well, because they become close at the end. Do you yes. know what I mean? Like he really, he gets accepted into the family. He's in the quote circle of trust. And really they have a good rapport now. And then you go to the other one with it's meet, meet the fuckers and you have to meet the very aloof, super eccentric. They are not the same way at all. Do you know what I mean? And it's just, you, you get, kind of get some feeling into like his upbringing and why they are. And like, even with child raising, like, you know, we use the Ferber method, which is the self soothing cry it out method. And they're like, no, we fuckerized our kid we hugged and smooched and kissed our little boy to the cows came home. Like it was the exact opposite of the fervor method. There's no self-soothing cry it out. It's just, Nope, we're going to smooch you and love you until you fall back asleep. It's like, you, sh- you shot a duck. And he's like, I, I shot at a duck. I don't think it died. <laughs> like trying to, like, to be in defense of him going hunting. Like shot, shot near a duck. But I mean, it's just, it's, it's different levels of, of absurdity. And really oh, everybody yeah. does a pretty good job in this movie. Like even Owen Wilson, who's, I guess he's kind of a main character, but he's certainly secondary. Oh yeah. He's in it a bunch, but like so, so clearly in love with, you know, Pam and I, I don't, not actively trying to steal her away, but like still sort of kind of doing that. Yeah. And like, and even in, I think the second one where they actually get married, like he's actually the one that marries him and he's playing like a lute. 
Like who plays the lute? Like, what is that even <laughs> like? Why, why would that be a thing you would know how to play? It's not, it was been more normal for him to like play the violin, but he did. Right. And like, uh, this is a, like a, a good cast. And then you add Dustin Hoffman and Barbara Streisand to it for the second one. Uh, right. And right. like, the only way you can get a more fitting, awkward dad, and I don't think he was the right kind of awkward for it, would have been to add uh, Eugene Levy. Sure, right, you're right. Like, <laughs> Mr. Mr. American Pie. Yeah, like that'd be the, but I don't, I think it was the, it, it would have been the wrong kind of awkward where like Dustin Hoffman is the, like, he understands social cues, but doesn't care. Like, I am who I am. And here, like, here we are, like, we, like, are, we talk about the, the tantric sex in our household and like, uh, you know, right. sexual yoga with Barbara and like, whatever. Listen, like the, the, the very first thing he says to him is like, there's a water shortage on the island. So we've been going with the, with the phrase, uh, if it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down mentality. <laughs> like, like, oh, okay. So we're all just pissing in the same toilet, but we're not flushing it on purpose. Unless you have to go number two, then it's fine. You can flush. Right. And, and that's how they're introduced. Like, that's like one of the first thing. He says, or no, could you believe I conceived him with one testicle? (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's how you introduce yourself to your in-laws. Could you imagine what he would look like, how handsome he would be if I had two? uh, Oh, my God. And then the the shrine of mediocrity. Like, they just have, like, all these trophies and, like, fifth place, place, eighth place. Like, oh, my God. Like, participation trophies all over the place and stuff. And they're like. And how, and how well that doesn't sit with De Niro. Like, right. Well, everything's about winning. Right. That's a hundred percent what they do. Um, and actually really something that I think um, you'll appreciate. I'm pretty positive. I was just, I was. So um, Isabella from the second one, the, yeah. the nanny who he actually, he like loses his virginity to. It's a whole thing. Um, she is in from waiting. She's the crazy waitress who like loses her. Like, Cut the psycho babble. Like that, that the same, same woman. Oh God! Right, and awesome. I knew. Right, and I thought you would think that because that's like I'm, Waiting's a fantastic movie, and that's a whole different episode. But like, she's hysterical in that as oh, a God. short, short fuse. Like, is polite to all the customers' faces, and then loses her mind in the kitchen. Yeah, like immediately but, afterwards. Like, and I think I'll have a hot fudge sundae. I'm going to treat myself. Oh, that does sound mm, good. And then looks like, like you need a hot fudge sundae, you fat dumb bitch mother. Like. <laughs> Right. Like and then there's then there's Bishop, you know, if you want, I can help you work through some things, like anger management, right? Maybe some maybe maybe some alcohol counseling. Oh, you 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 would do that for me? Well, you know what I'd really like for you to shut the fuck up and get back to the kitchen, psycho babble bullshit asshole. Which is funny because uh, <laughs> I use that line. My dad a few times when like he's you know we're, we're talking about something and he like brings up a good point that I like you know that that point that dads do that they they want like they they, they it's a point you don't want to realize but you have to and they bring it up right. and he's like it's like babble bullshit like just that, like that, walked that's, away that, that's easier than being like yeah you're right son of a right like, right no we have to drop that which I, I knew you get a kick out of that because I that's like the only two things I can think of like just off the top of my head. It's not that she's not a, a successful actress or anything, but like of the two things in my life, that's where I know her from. Right. Do you know what I mean? That's that's just my where my head goes is her losing her crap on all those people. Well, and then 
So then you have Tim Blake Nelson in this too, who, if you've ever seen Holes, is the dude who like, he, he's like the sidekick of the angry dude with the water truck. Or he's like the like the camp counselor or whatever, like that real goofy doofy dude. Right, 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 right. You know, this is zero. Zero doesn't do the thinking very well, do you now, zero? Like he's that guy. Right. I'm trying to think like he's been in a bunch of stuff. Oh, too. he's been in a ton of things. Right. And I and I, I couldn't tell you what his name is for like for the life of me. He's not not that big a deal of an actor. You know, it's funny. So I actually had a really funny conversation with uh my in-laws the other day that we were just talking about pop culture and whatever over the dinner. And she was like, uh, so I told her we were doing the Wolf of Wall Street, right? right? And like my mother-in-law goes, oh, that's the Brad Pitt movie. And I went, no, that that's Leonardo DiCaprio. She went, oh, okay. And then my father-in-law goes, wait, what's the one with Brad Pitt where they're doing the cocaine? I'm like, you're going to have to be more specific. And he goes, no, I thought Leo was in it too. And I'm like, wait, once upon a time in Hollywood? And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's it. They're like, what's what's the other one with whatever? And, and then I said, oh, that's Johnny Depp. And they're like, oh, he's the one that's Hook. I go, no, that's Captain Jack Sparrow. And they're like, who's Hook? I'm like, Dustin Hoffman. Like, there they was like one degree off in literally everything they said. They're like, Leo DiCaprio, that's the guy who's in, in court right now because his wife was beating up. No, no, that's Johnny Depp again. But like, it was just like they had, it was the funniest damn thing. They could not keep anything straight. But everything they said, it's like they knew Johnny Depp was a pirate. But he's not Captain Hook. He was Captain Jet. Like everything was just barely. That's funny. That not yeah right not quite. But we had a good old laugh about it because it was just. They're like, I'm, they're like I'm just gonna stop talking movies. I'm like that's okay. I do a podcast. It's fine. We'll figure it out. <laughs> um. So that same actor was uh, he was in The Incredible Hulk. He was the one at, at the very end of the movie where oh, like yeah, the, yeah. the Hulk's gamma radiation like and you see like his like his brain start like pulsing in his head. Right. Um. Obviously, he was in Meet the Fockers. I mean, he was in Scooby Doo too. Like he's, he was. Oh, he was. He was in Old Brother Where Art, Where Art Thou? He was one of the three oh, convicts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Not the not George Clooney guy is how I can best describe him from that movie. Yes, like he, he's the one that like they're sitting there talking around a fire, and he's like, "Gopher." <laughs> he's just got a fried gopher on a stick. We we we, we thought you was a toad. <laughs> Uh, he he plays a great halfway, doesn't he? <laughs> I mean, like, being typecasted. I mean, let's be honest. Right. And so, you know, when uh, the wife and I were talking about the other day, um, speaking of just typecasted people, um, do you watch The League? I have not, actually. Oh, okay. I've, so seen, like, I've seen a couple episodes, but it's just, it's just one of those things where, like, I don't watch right now a ton of TV on my right. own. Like, we watch things together. Like, otherwise, when... You know, when I have time, I'm I'm doing I'm podcasting, I'm editing, I'm working at multiple radio stations, I'm doing all kinds of other crap. So uh, I don't watch a ton of TV on my own. I'm currently working my way through All American. Oh, okay. But I mean, so, and it really, and it's it's as a show about fantasy football. I mean, it's really funny. I don't know if the fiance is going to go for it, but <laughs> you can give it a, you can give it a whirl. But like, all right. So how about the the Good Place? Yes, no, maybe. Yeah. No. So the guy who plays Derek. Like the bearded guy who gets like created, it's Janet's like significant other. Yes, like that. That actor is also Rafi in the league, and he's also uh, a detective in Brooklyn Nine Nine. But he is the exact same guy in everything I've ever seen him in, and he's never been a. I'm going to put it in quotes. Normal person ever. That he's always a wild card, loose cannon, off the wall, randomness stuff that you would never expect. But he's 
literally the same guy and everything. And I like every time I see him in something else, I go, Oh, the good plays are, Oh man, Rafi from the, you know what I mean? And right. it's, it, it is the same guy. Like you could give him the same name. He's the same exact character. You could, you could argue that it's all in the same universe and he was in a fantasy football league with his friends and then became a detective. And that, do you know what I mean? It's just all, he's the same guy. So again, being, being typecasted is he's really, really good at it and very funny, but he does not do anything else that that's <laughs> it. He is most successful at being ridiculous. Yes. Which well, I think is tough to do. Absolutely. And like, those are the type of guys who like, they need to be supporting characters. Like you can't focus on that guy. Right. And which that's I think what he leads, is in every show. Right. Well, and I think that leads us down the path of like what you start to see with guys like, um, like Adam Sandler and like Will Ferrell, like when you, when you're that over the top ridiculous and you just keep doing the same type of character over and over and people get tired of it. So like, but that character mixed in is great. Like it, right. again, fantastic. Like I don't want to see him lead a movie or a show, but I want him peppered in. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. Well, well, how many of, I mean, I can only think of like one, how many of Adam Sandler's buddies like headline their own way. I can think like grandma's boy. Yeah. Is like the only, now they're all still in it. Right. All the, the usual suspects are all there, but it actually like is centered around his one buddy. Again, I don't know his name because he's not Adam Sandler. But that same guy. Well, so like Rob, Rob Schneider has had a few. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, so and then really, and Rob's not one of those guys where I think, yes, they're buddies. Well, he but he got, I, I he got his start because of Sam. He was the first one, and then like they tried to do more. Uh, they right. tried to like do like Grandma's Boy was supposed to be that guy's spinoff, and like kind of right. do his own thing. And he's done a couple, but nothing great. Um, you know, the guy who played Dante it could never do anything but be that supporting goofball character like you know dude where do you get your weed from you dante oh hey mr cheesel <laughs> like he, yeah. he just plays that doofy like asshole in every movie almost right. and like you know like oh hey man like just that that guy like that's his right. line in almost every movie like and seriously like i'm looking at you know rob schneider and like my earliest memory of him is being cedric the bellman the bellhop from home alone too. Do you mean oh, like, yeah. so right, receive, right. Exactly. So we're going back literally 30 years right. to one of Rob Schneider's first things. And I just, ironically, he's not in that at all. So, I mean, that was, I don't know where he, you know, met Sandler, but they well, was in home alone too. And then he was in the demolition man with uh, Stallone. Right. And then in the, he got his start on Saturday night live and it kind of went from there, but then like, down which, which would which would be it's where he probably favorites. yeah and, but that would also be probably where he met adam sandler was on saturday night live correct and then like Waterboy was one of the and then big well, he, he was the, the goofy the like do you can do it like right so really, then he, he, he was an actor for i don't know almost 10 years right before he made his first sandler appearance in Waterboy. yeah which, the, which is listen which is all right but then like that and that's he started getting his shot to lead movies after that like right. he was in down Periscope, but he was the, you know, the angry, like corporal or whatever it was like, Buckman, uh, yeah, I found a fingernail in my food yesterday. It was a bandaid. Bandaid <laughs> was all the fingernail on, sir. Sorry, sir. <laughs> bandaid was all the fingernail on. Like what is his name? Marty. Like, yeah. Marty, but, if you don't calm down, if you're, you're on your way for an ulcer. Well, and like he's, they, they make him walk the plank. Right. Like, I think that to that point, that might be his biggest role. 
I yeah. mean, in his, in his brief career of, of the 10 years they had been around, he's the most in down periscope. And then he gets, then he gets Deuce Bigelow and he gets the animal, which were oh, like Deuce Bigelow was funny. Like the animal was goofy Nic- for a one time watch. Nicole and I watched the hot chick the other day and laughed our asses off. Right. Like he's so funny in that, like, it's like being a, having a woman basically inside you the right. whole time because they swap play. It's like one of the first, you know, body swaps I can think of. I'm sure Freaky Friday came first, but uh, probably. I mean, it's not, it's not worth looking up, but <laughs> one of those things. Yeah. Well, so really, back back on topic here, and to, to kind of wrap up, this then spawned Little Fuckers, which I don't know if I've actually seen Little Fuckers. So I have seen that one. That's that's just Alba. And that yeah, one. Now, and so, of the three of them, I think I've seen that one the least. Right. And like, I actually forgot it existed until you mentioned it. But how do you make this star studded cast better? Uh, you add Jessica Alba and Chris Rock, or uh, Kevin Hart, Chris Rock, right. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> like, Almost had it. And like, and Kevin Hart plays another male nurse, which <laughs> if you know anything about Kevin Hart, it's easy to make like the short jokes because he might be one of the tiniest famous people ever. But like, then you add in the fact that like you have a profession that kind of gets openly mocked through the whole movie series. Like I, it's, it's just funny. Well, it's like during during that truth teller, you know, interrogation that he hasn't been at the airport security. <laughs> like you contemping him, hell nurse. Yes. Could you at least consider another profession? Jack, no. <laughs> it's like I'm putting my foot down. <laughs> I like being a male nurse. And really, and they make fun of him like the entire movie. Like when he first meets the whole the whole family, I'm like, oh, it looks like somebody got a visit from the bad hair fairy, and they all laugh at that super terrible joke. Right. Like, yeah, this is this is Dr. Bob, and this is Dr. Whatever, and this is Dr. Such and Such. It's like, oh, you're a male nurse. And then I go, oh, <laughs> no, seriously, what do you do? That I'm, I'm a male nurse. <laughs> it was just like, oh, you didn't want to go for the full PhD? Or whatever. And they start grilling him about it immediately because it's ridiculous to a table full of doctors that they would. Right. Why would you ever stop? You went to medical school. Who stops at being a nurse, especially a man? Like super chauvinistic, very like not not great. Well, like and just to show that they keep the same the same humor through all three movies. Are you still physically attracted to my daughter, Greg? To Pam? Are you kidding? Yes, Jack. There's never been a problem with that. Even after her body's and do the hellish ordeal of birthing twins. Yes. Even after that, it's still it's all good. It's all good under the hood. That's disgusting. Like. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, now listen, in, in the third one, Jack ingests some, uh, we'll just call it a little blue pill. Yeah. And has the real, I don't want to say the only side effect, but the, the biggest side effect that comes from that is if you had this long, lasting longer than four hours, please see a doctor immediately. And that's what happens to him. So Greg has to give him a shot <laughs> like in, in the man, in man land. To help right. alleviate uh, the effects that he, the side effects he's having from the blue pill, and of course his grandson walks in, right as the needle's going in, and they, all, I think all three of them start screaming, and the kid runs out petrified because they don't know what's happening. Right. That kid's not scarred for life at all. Oh no, not at all. That's a whole thing. But <clears throat> all right, so uh, would these movies be made in 2022? I think I easily. I think it's a no-brainer. I don't think there's anything that's really completely egregious about any one of these. They're yeah, they're, they're the, the, intelligently the dancing, written. The dancing around, like the the, I could see some people taking issue with like the the mocking of a male nurse thing because you know gender roles and all that. Right. Um, but I could also see, and I could also see there being like 
really like why is Gaylord Fokker funny? Like, why is Gay oh, Fokker funny? Right, but like, right, right. I mean, no, we're, that's true. we're, that's true. we're, we're nitpicky at, at, on that one. Like, I think that's just, it, it's more of the absurdity of the name than it is like right. anything else. However, I think a lot of people would, would look at it like shedding light on how people really respond. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's not, it's not making fun of male nurses, but more shining a light on how sometimes they're treated unfairly. Yes. Do you like that? That's a real response that real people have when you tell people you're a Marilyn and they shouldn't have that response. No. Do you know what I mean? But, but that's just <clears throat> a crap, crappy part of, of, of human beings that they just, they, they look down on that for, for literally no reason at all. <laughs> There's I mean, no it, good reason. You know, and then like, it's, it's funny because when I saw this movie initially and I saw it, like I, it, I never put two and two together because like, I mean, I grew up in a household. My dad was a nurse. Like, right. Right. You never know, and, cross your mind. I mean, and he like, I never thought about it because like my earliest memories was he was already in management at the time. Like right. he had already moved up the, the corporate ladder and, you know, he specifically to keep his job, he had to go to school and get his, uh, like, I believe because he had his nursing license through like the associate's degree, he had to get his bachelor's or master's, one of the two. I don't remember what I think, I'm, I think it was his master's, um, but he had to get that to keep his position because it became a requirement. Like, right. So like I, he was always in management, but I mean, he started as an ER nurse so when he was in the, when he was in the service, he was on the crash crew on an air, uh, an aircraft carrier. So like the whole, like you're a nurse and you're a guy, like never crossed my mind prior to this. Right. Like, well, very normal for you. You know what I mean? That's just, right. just part of my everyday life. Thing. So and, I, uh, I definitely think they get made today. I definitely, that's not even, what do you, what do you got on the click back score? Um, it, this is a, a, a quality comedy. It is definitely good. Um, I'm getting it's uh three seven five. I'm going three and a half. Going three and a half. Yeah. So, so that that that's pretty uh seven point two five. Yeah, seven point two five. Pretty much there we go. I think it's it's seven from IMDB. So as as per usual, we are pretty maybe, pretty spot maybe, on. Maybe our user bias. We're we're slightly up. We're all, we're usually like a, a tick. Yeah, we're not usually under. Do you know what I mean? Like we usually uh, we were we were a hair under last week. I think, but are we? I think so. We? I don't. Okay. But yeah, I so take, I take your word for it. Yeah. Um, outside of that, so that's gonna wrap for this episode uh, of. Meet the producers. <laughs> I, I I love making the I love making the artwork for every episode. Just putting like a funny funny twist on the uh, you know on the name of the movie. But uh, that'll do it for us. Uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. You can tune in on the BACBP Radio Network www.bacbp-radio.com. Like, follow, share, subscribe. Find us on Facebook and uh, like, follow, share, subscribe on there as well. That being said, on behalf of the Quote King and myself, we will see you guys next week. And that is. A wrap. Oh, you didn't know? Yo ass better call somebody! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the BICBP Radio Network proudly brings to you its podcast tag team champions of the world, the Nightmare Derek Jaws, Rotten Jack Gene Williams, the host of Common Debauchery. And if you're not down with that, we got two words for you.